Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from April the 9th, 1988. Maybe we'll finally get Dusty's resolution to see what happens to him after his heinous attack and criminal activity against Tully Blanchard. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Hopper. Man, Doc, I got to say, man. Things are perilous right now with the show. Would you agree? If only people knew how <laughs> how thin of a thread that this thing is dangling by at each moment, each passing day, that that we're just besieged on all fronts with bullshit. It's amazing. Harper Harper just doesn't care about the show anymore. I break kayfabe here. There's a couple of Smoky Mountains coming up. He ain't going to be on too. He just he's like nah, bruh. Where's my check? Yeah. But, you have, know, the upside The upside is we didn't have to sit here for 30 minutes waiting on him doing Patreon content. I could <laughs> go ahead and start doing some pre-dinner drinking here. Hold on. Yeah, let me get that going. Okay. Um, in all seriousness, we are having issues with getting things recorded. Um, but we stand by our pledge. We're never late and we're always on time. I think um, I don't want to say we're always on time. I don't, I, no, that's not even the right way to put it. We deliver every Thursday and every Sunday. Would you agree, Doc, as you're breathing into that headset? That's another thing. Doc's computer's still not fixed, so he's on a freaking mobile device, and that's why you'll hear noises all episode. So I apologize for that in advance. Yeah. Things, so like my, my computer are loaded, man. I know my computer loaded up, so I was like, well, it must have just been doing an update. So. It's back online, and I came in here and restarted it to do this show, and same bullshit. Harper is a big star now, doesn't need us. Uh, you called Lance. I saved everybody from that bullshit. I said, no, 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 no. We, don't, <laughs> we don't need him. Let's keep, let's, yeah, so for all of you out there who didn't like Doc for all that time, look what I just did for you. I kept Lance away from the show. Well, I wanted to dispel the myth that you and Lance are the same person because that is getting some traction on Facebook and on Twitter that you and Lance are the same because you've never appeared at the same place at the same time. It's kind of like Superman and Clark Kent and the Incredible Hulk and David Banner and all that stuff. So it's like you're never in the same place at the same time. So I wanted to dispel that rumor. Do relief pitchers and starting pitchers pitch at the same time in a game? 
Well, no. Hold on. Well, there you go. When I'm out here, the game is on the line, and when he's out there, it's mop-up duty. That's the way this thing works. But if he's going to be here, there's no reason to have me around, and if I'm not here, well, what are we doing? But to make my point about how perilous these things are, you and I almost couldn't do this one tonight, and Lance, Lance is... Internet, his internet's out until like three more days. Uh, I won't even get into that issue. It's, let me tell you something, everybody. We appreciate you all out there. Thank you for being here with us. And now you're breaking up. Mountain of shit. But then we got hit this week by the mother of all mountains of bullshit the new WWE Network. How you liking that new update, pal? Well, it takes me five million years to take notes because the goddamn thing keeps freezing up on me, for one. Um, that's no fun. It's a pain in the ass, to be frank. It. I don't want to get into it. I'm, it, it. It bothers me. It's it's stupid. Why? They changed something that was perfectly fine. The hidden gems are gone for everybody out there who love that. At least at the time of this recording, they can't be found um, or they're spread out amongst other things. Maybe they're they're just better. Maybe they're just hidden better. (laughs) They are hidden gems. Shit. They just found a better place that nobody could find them. It's it's perilous, man. We got hit with that. But, you know, we're here and we're going to stop complaining because we're almost five minutes into this thing now. Let's and... live, laugh and love. Let's live, laugh and love, man. Without a Harper and an early start. And I haven't had a chance to drink much. I have a feeling this is going to go pretty quick. We'll, we see. Get we'll paid, see. We ain't getting paid by the hour tonight, pal. <laughs> we get we'll see. We'll see. So anyway, uh, a couple of things before we jump into the show. Special shout out, as always, to our largest patron contributors. Disrespectfully classy, Mark E. Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you for your Patreon contributions. And I got to shout out some new patrons and patrons who bumped up their patronage this month or this last week. Robert Silva, longtime listener, someone who's become a friend through the show. He is now on Patreon. Thank you, Silva. I appreciate it. By the way, uh, Doc, Silva has gone through tons of the Patreon episodes. He was telling me on Twitter and he is singing your praises on how great you are on these Patreon shows. Uh, he also said you need to bring that same stardom level to the main shows. So I thought he didn't. I thought he didn't like me. No, he, dude, he, he, his, his original iTunes review, I say original, but he did, this is over two years ago, probably three now. He called us the uh, free birds of podcasting because, you know, we were the three of us and we were the free birds of podcasting. No, he likes you. Uh, He he don't have nothing against you. He likes to get, I mean, he likes to kind of like bust balls on Twitter, but that's nothing personal. That's just, you know, that's guys being guys, you know, that's all that is. Okay. See, see, guys bust balls out in the open. Like, you know, I talk to you all the time. Be like, shut the fuck up. You ain't worth a fuck. You ain't shit. Blah, blah, blah. See, women don't do that. Women go, oh, hey, girl. Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, oh, you're, you're, you're looking so good. And the minute the broad walks away, they go, girl, she wrong for them shoes. Got her ha- all that hammer time on her toes and all, all them coins and stuff showing in. Look at that. No, look at that oh, dress I can't, her shoulders what, and shit. What language are you speaking? You know that's how broads do. No, I no, I don't hang out with quote unquote broads that speak in that manner. What is okay? Now you're trying to play you. That's fine. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. All right. 
As we keep going, Barry Jackson, longtime Patreon member, bumped up his pledge. And George Davis, thank you for becoming a Patreon member as well. Appreciate. Hey, I don't know. I don't know when this is going to come out or anything else comes out because that's really not my job. But just know this: we've had a re- we've had a request come in for a review, and uh, I also did the ultimate sacrifice and great thing for the patrons. And decided to tell Lance to get back. He he was up warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> I told him to sit down. That uh, my arm is feeling great, and I can go. I can go the whole way, pal. Sixty minutes or more. Um, we're gonna do King of the Ring '96 for the patrons coming up. I gotta watch that some bitch. I started it last night. The the network was sort of against me on multiple levels, but hey, I fought through it. I got 30 minutes and I'm going to watch some more tonight. We're going to have the King of the Ring 96 out soon too, aren't we? Yes. I want to say something before we get bum rushed with more pay-per-view requests. So the thing is with the review request for everybody who's at that tier and above, um, normally we only do a one-hour episode uh it's got to be like a one-hour show nothing more than that the reason being is because it takes forever to watch three and four hour pay-per-views to review them Um, why does it take 12 hours to watch a three-hour paper right right there's one word answer but i want to say this uh it's families yes but um armando was one of our first patreon members so because of that, three years ago he joined. He's been at that level for a long time. I figured it was fair to him to do a larger pay-per-view. And I want to say this. Uh, I forgot how entertaining that pay-per-view was. And not just because of Austin. And it's entertaining in a couple of ways. But we'll talk more about that. I mean, you got there's Sonny in it. There's Sable in it. Lawler's in it. Warrior's there. And, of course, you got Stone Cold in it. So that'll be coming soon if not if it hasn't already dropped at this point. But anyway. But Doc, become I think we- a patron. A big patron. Oh, please do become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Seriously, at this point, we have dropped the uh, first Clash of the Champions. The Bunkhouse Stampede is also up from 1988. We've got a Continental show up. There's ECW shows up. All kinds of stuff. World Class reviews are up. Tons of stuff. I'm, I'm, I said over 200 in the last couple of weeks, but I really do believe we're over 200 plus Patreon exclusive shows. And everyone who's joined Patreon that has... Like, not even going over the wrestling stuff we've done, but, like, top five bands. We did the top five 1980s African-American women. We, I mean, we've done, like, we've done so much non-wrestling stuff, and that stuff's great as well. I don't want to toot our horn, but it's really good stuff. The Dallas Cowboys ring house, ring rat house of the 90s is still one of my personal favorites, but... There is so much stuff out there. Buddy Landell, we did an episode on him. So there you have it. Become a patron, tinyurl.com slash BTT. A lot of good stuff out there. Where's Harper tonight? <sighs> work, bro. He is... I actually feel bad for him. He's been slammed with work and um, wildcat business, and it's just... It's been rough on him. You know, it's it's really been rough on him. So... That's where he's at. Um, he's going to miss a couple of upcoming Smoky Mountain shows as well. So we apologize, but at the end of the day, we make sure that we get these shows out. Ain't that right, Doc? Uh, we make sure that you're not booty. Wait, what? I don't know what you just said. All right, man, you ready <laughs> that to was get the, That was Saturday the bootios. Night? They make sure you're not booty, right? Great, great. That's um Old joke. All right. Uh, we were, uh, but we were watching Raw last night and our SmackDown, man. Big E still pops me. He's a he's a star. I didn't see it. I was watching a special episode of Live his, PD. Live PD he's doing his hip night. thrusts and all his craziness. And it's just, it's entertaining. 
Be blessed and be a blessing, brother. Okay, well, let's let's head down to the ring where the action is ready to begin. Let's head down to the ring. Remember, we are doing April the 9th, 1988, Saturday night on TBS. And this thing kicks off. We got the, it's basically the Clash of the Champions match uh, with the Fantastics and the Midnight Express. So they jump towards that and... Um, it's it's the the very end of it with the controversial DQ of it all on the Fantastics. After the match, we see the Midnight and Cornette laying the leather straps to Bobby Fulton, and as Jr. is on commentary, it was pretty phenomenal because Jr. mentions they're lashing him like an animal. They're taking a hide off of him. I thought that was great commentary from Jr. We went over that in the class though. So again, become a patron if you want to get the Clash stuff because it was great. And then we head straight to the studio. Um, into things there and Tony and JR tell us that a decision has been made regarding Dusty Rhodes and his actions against Tully and Jim Crockett Jr. And they were also told that Nikita Koloff is returning. Um are they gonna make are they gonna make Dusty wear polka dots? Is that his punishment? I guess we shall see. Is that, well that, we're gonna that, see some we're comment? gonna see some well we're gonna see some bullshit, that's for sure. Okay. Well I'll, and look now, now um, is this uh, is this video freezing up on you? Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Hold on a second. Okay, because uh, I'm distracted. Uh, you're distracted. Well, he's, what, what is distracted? There's a bat getting whipped. Corny's going nuts on, on from the clash. Corny is uh, losing it on Bobby Fulton right now. So I want to apologize in advance if um, if if any of these promos tonight freeze. It ain't me and thank Doc's your, fault. Thank your WWE web app developer. And we're going to leave it at that, right, Doc? No, no. They, we're gonna, you know, no, that's some bullshit. That's the kind of, I told you, this is the kind of thing they'll go tell the investors at the quarterly earnings call. And all these old people are like, oh, well, that kids will love that. <laughs> and they'll all buy the stock and be happy when all the customers are out here dealing with this bullshit app. I wish it didn't work like that, man. It's like ridiculous that the shareholder has become the boss. It really I would suggest I would suggest to, to you that the shareholder has always been the boss and you're just not getting smart to the game. Well, there's some truth to that shit too, so yeah. All right, man. So um did Jim Ross just kill David Crockett? He said, Fuck it. I've destroyed your family. Now I'm just gonna murder you or what's going on here? Why? Because Crockett's not out there at the beginning? Yes. I don't know, but JR's looking at Tony like, you bastard. He's looking, at him, like, he's looking at him like a starving man. Looks like a, it looks like a, at a pork chop, man. Jeez, that back sure does look soft. I could get a knife in there real easy. <laughs> okay. So Tony and JR are in studio, and like I said, they tell us that a decision has been made about Tully and Jim Crockett Jr. Uh, as far as Dusty's attack on Tully and uh, Dusty inadvertently uh, – I don't want to say injuring, but pushing Jim Crockett Jr. to the side. And then they talk about Nikita Koloff, who is returning today. Um, and that's it. They go to the ring. It's the Fantastics who defeat Big Bear Collie and Art Pritz. And uh, then, uh, anything from that match, Doc, before we keep going? Only only one thing, and it's based on a story that you've told recently on the show about Tommy Rogers and his affectation for the, the, the rat. He must have seen something he liked because he was dancing all over the place, pal. He, he was shaking that ass at the beginning of the match, at the end of the match. He must have put, been putting on a show for some sweet young something. Well, you know, did you notice what they did when they came out to the ring? 
Oh yeah, they got it. They made sure they got a bird's eye face up view on every piece of ass in there. They always did a good job of of uh, some of those uh, bras were so big they were two pieces of ass. But we'll leave that alone. They all uh, Tommy and Bobby always did a good job whenever they would come out <laughs> to the ring, gr- greeting and saying hello to 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 the ladies. Okay, so I've been waiting on this, but we got a short episode of No Harper, so we got to talk about something. I got a question for you. Oh jeez, Jack. Who, as a team, were better talkers? The Rock and Roll Express or the, the Fantastics? Rock and Roll. So you're saying that Morton was so much better than the Fantastics that he carries Mushmouth across the goal line when Fulton and Rogers are neither spectacular but both capable? Well, you asked me a question, which means I, you didn't say, or are they even when you asked me that question? So in my eyes, are they even? Yeah, I think so. I don't think either one is that much better than the other as a team cutting promos. And Gibson, the thing about it is it's hard to judge now because Gibson gives us some funny moments with his promos because he, he mushes things up so much and then. And then I can't get that vision of him. <laughs> what are you trying to Mountain. say? He was mumbling him in the building. <laughs> well, no, it's just that I, I got the, the, some of the stuff they do in Smoky Mountain is so absurd. Like that <laughs> promo they cut against the gangsters when they got the trash can right there and the truck. And, the, yeah. The oh, stuff from Jesus, the truck. Jesus. Christ. Yeah. So like you see that and you judge that differently as an adult than you would a kid. It's it's not it's hard to do. It's really hard to articulate which one was better. So my point is that Fulton so Fulton is not as good as Morton, but Rogers is better than more uh Gibson. So but how does it wash out in the aggregate? That's something maybe you could put a poll up on the Twitter account and get the people to chime in. No, I I'm not doing no. No, that's all right. I'm gonna pass on a poll on Twitter, okay? I don't well, like okay, polls. Everybody, like, you know what I like to catcher's do. Catcher's mitts. Send your, uh, send your answers to Mike five zero four Saints. Who that? Lance. Send it to Lance. <laughs> yeah, send it to Lance. He can compile it and put it in a spreadsheet or something. <laughs> he compile a data for us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we go to the ring after. Well, the Fantastics were cutting a promo. That's why Doc was asking that. Now, I will say this. The ladies are loving Bobby and Tommy here. I mean, it's meat and potatoes from the Fantastics who say they're going to win win the Crockett Cup. But the ladies uh, in the audience, they're cheering. They're having a great time. Did you have anything from their promo, Doc? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I think we all look at it and go, well, they're they're – R and R light, but I think the ladies were looking like I'd suck that shit too. Well, that's nice. Do you think? Well, okay. Where did I lie? I'm gonna take off from Harper here. What are you twelve? Uh, emotionally, What's wrong with you, man? Or, emotionally or physically, and and yeah, because you guys are part of a fraternal brotherhood where y'all have no shame in what you dip your dick in, but I'm the problem for commenting on it. Okay. I don't know, man. I, I have plenty of standards. I'm, I'm but not you've, like Hopper. you've watched many of your brothers dip their wicks in some very qu- questionable, the company pen in some questionable ink, huh? Suspect ink. <laughs> I mean, ink that had viruses swimming in it, man. 
and just I mean, you could see I'll, him. I'll, you jump put the, the, I'll jump off in here okay <laughs> i wish i sometimes i wish we had video of us on this on this show for like patrons because ah man i could <laughs> oh man i can't i can't, I can't even articulate what i want to explain I, I there there was an old timer one time who was like you know making a motion like he was um remember remember sean uh michaels when um he did the thing where he was like tickling the balls and like uh, you know somebody was getting a blowjob you remember that yes yes okay so this old timer was saying like there was this fat chick in a bar and he was telling this other other guy this other guy in the indies he's like Bro, you better take what you can get. And he's over in the booth, like twenty feet away, and he's doing what Shawn Michaels is doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Come on, brother, you know she'll take care of that for you." And and the dude's like, "No, no, no, man, she's too fat." And let me tell you something, bro. She was a whale. <laughs> whale. Classy. That's oh real. man, come on, come on, dude. You'd need a freaking. Was I mean, three fifty. Walt- Where's she three fifty? She was pushing 375 easy. <laughs> I mean, she was so bad, man. You you know, Walmart probably sells some like, you know, like big, big swimsuits. Cause you know, I mean, it's just a bunch of big, fat, sloppy broads that, you know, that's part of their clientele, you know, <laughs> but man, you didn't need about like five or six to stitch together to fit around this big broad. Oh my Lord. I mean, the, the, her nickname may, may as well have been blimpy or something. So did anyway, did he, did she get nailed that night? Yeah, he nailed her. He talked all that shit, and then he went and nailed her. Nailed her in the yeah. bathroom of all places in this freaking. It's dive no of wonder. A bar. It's no wonder you wrestlers die young, man. Y'all engage in too many risky behaviors. I, I didn't engage in nothing. <laughs> let me tell you. Well, not that one, but you took chair shots to the head, and you know, oh drugs yeah. and alcohol, and I guess somas and. No, 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 no. Not, Suspect I, I, Inc. And... No. All right. So we'll keep the show moving since Doc got his stuff in. And we got Larry Zabisco and Al Perez. They defeat Ricky Santana and Tommy Angel. Uh, Perez and Zabisco are teaming up at the Cup. So that's why you're seeing them tag team here leading up to the Cup. That's going to take place April 22nd and 23rd. Did you have any thoughts from them, Doc? So we're to assume now that Baby Doll has now left the promotion? Dude, I don't even remember. I really don't. I, I'm... Um, no, I haven't, I don't know. Well, if she has, they didn't say anything, but I mean, she leaves around this time, right? Do you see how quickly they just, just drop shit? Em- and, em- and yes. Man, I never realized this until I watched it on a weekly basis. Cause you know what? I feel like following along that. Mid-South review of y'all's, that kind of detail would have been explained on Mid-South. It would have. Watts would have explained it. Watts was very very good, which made Mid-South one of the greatest promotions ever. He was very good at explaining things. I ain't going to say they made sense 100% of the time, but he was very good at explaining things. And Watts would have never, in my opinion, like what we saw with the confidential envelope that never got opened, that would have never just been dropped the way it got dropped here. So I need you to roll back to 1640 real fast and watch Al Perez try to put on that toehold. Keep in mind these timestamps may not be exact. 
Um, thanks. Well, to, here uh, he goes. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oops, <laughs> oops. Then he still he's can't. Just, I don't know what he's really trying to do. At first, I thought he was maybe going for like a figure four. Harry Hart turns around like this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> hey, at least at least Al Perez kind of kept his mouth shut this time. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we didn't we didn't get all the. Gary know. Hart in those sunglasses looks like a mean bastard, though. Jesus. So I was gonna ask you: Are we? Um, did you want to play the the promo that they had? I, I didn't really have I, anything from it. I thought it was decent, but um, they did a great job of selling why he, why Perez and Zabisco are possibly a good team uh, to be reckoned with at the cup. I thought, yeah, you don't have to play it, but I thought Zabisco did a really nice job when he said, "We're the late entries. We're the team nobody had time to prepare for. You didn't get to scout. That's why we're dangerous." I yeah, that's a good. That's good. That's a good point. Yeah, he look was at, spot look on. At, look at Gary sitting there. I mean, if you'd have told me, you know, Gary's into like running dice games or you, you just name it, he he's involved in it. Gary is the blackest looking white man in I thought wrestling that was you. history. Oh Jesus! Christ. I thought that was you, Gary Hart. I've heard a million people say this. People confused him for a brother well <laughs> look at him in the way he that, talks this, he's got that i would say that this is the pot calling the kettle black but i'm calling you black so i'm not conf- okay. i'm a little confused you see you just can you confuse the he's out here to go, every week he's 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 telling you about the dirty deeds brother yeah he he gary ah oh man i love gary hart tell <laughs> us what he's saying right there Come on, you can do a black a white man sound like a black man. Come on, tell us. That's the roads. We gonna whoop your fat ass. Your ass is this big, and when you sit on me, yeah. you kill me. And I'm gonna point at you because you got a big old fat ass, and you ain't fucking no broads, brother. Us three right here, we banging them all. Now I don't know what he's saying, Doc. Anyway, yeah, it's but, best not. It's best not to put you on the spot. We really do miss Harper for that. Um, but you know what they. I, I'll go back to what you said. They really make it seem real right here of these three, like being a force to be reckoned with in that tournament. Cause they just, threw yeah, them they're together not seated. And nobody's got them. So scouted. that's the thing is they're not even seated, but now we got, we we're so stacked here that even the people who aren't seated are a threat. How good is that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree, man. I like this. I like this. And, um, you know, two good guys as far as, uh, you know, wrestlers, workers go and, um, Zabisco, you know, for what it was, man, he was a good talker. So, um, you know, he doesn't say much. He, he says a little bit, not too much, but it's mostly Gary. But we'll keep going. Dr. Death takes on Alan Martin. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Doc? I don't have a single solitary thought about this. I, I, I have a question, though. Because you have a lot more exposure with Dr. Death than I do. What's the big deal, man? I used to love him when I was a kid. I don't get it. Uh, great territory star. Um, great in Japan. Um, for the style of Bill Watts, mid south, he was a brawler, a bruiser. Look at him. Just as he, he, the look did it, and I don't think he was ever overexposed in his promos. 
on like Mid South or UWF, and he was a like a, a great dance partner for a guy like Gordy there, and you know in UWF and some of the other uh, big men that were there. But on a national level, if you're gonna ask him to cut promos, he's kind of overexposed promo wise by you know when you guys like got guys like Flair and Arn and Tully and fuck even JJ. So that I think that's what you're seeing. When when you when you wonder what it is and w- what you're missing with him, so why do I like Barry Windham more? He can't talk either. Well, I don't know if he can't talk, but I think I think. Hold on a second. I want you to think about what you just said. You said Barry can't talk. You tell me how many babyface Barry Windham promos you've liked so far. None. The okay. one, the one on ringside. You sound like you're talking to Saran Rap. I'm not doing anything, so you need to clear up your audio line. No, it's um, your shit. So I like the one he did at ringside after that 30 minute match last year. He's been in the promotion for a year and a half, and you like that one? Yeah. Okay. So then you just made my point. You like Barry because of what he did with the Horseman, not necessarily for his babyface run. I like watching him wrestle. Well, yes, I'm not saying that, but I'm talking about promo wise. Oh, promos. Okay, I was. He's I, not I didn't a, he's, hear that. A, he's he's not a look, man. Anybody who wants to sit there and tell you Barry Windham's a great promo, man, I think they're lying to themselves. Okay, he's good. He's good, but you know, I well, you know, and I think the myth of Doctor Death gets raised a little bit because he was he went away a lot. He. See, this is why you going can't to, have guys, guys that going to this. Japan, going to Japan a lot helped him seem bigger, you know, like a bigger deal than he probably was. Even though, you know, hey, I'm not saying I can't stand the guys. Just it's like I don't see him, and I don't go back in hindsight and say he's a serious challenger for Flair. No, I don't either. And it's not. It's because he needed a mouthpiece, man. He needed like a cornet or something to talk for him. Cause you can't go out. You can't. You can't half step on Saturday night on TBS. You got Flair weekly, Arn weekly, JJ Tully, and JJ's on the money again this week. As we're gonna get into this, Animal and Hawk. I mean, they're out there spitting just fire at these promos, and Doctor Death can't do that. If we can be real, I'm not trying to be mean. Would you agree? Yeah. All right. Okay, can we move on? Because we got a big, big segment here. Jesus Christ. Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross throw us to the board of directors and mm. the judgment and ruling on the American Dream Death the Road, baby. Let's go to that now and see what's going to happen. Certainly was a violent scene out here a couple of weeks ago on Superstation TBS. Magnum had come out, confronted by Tully Blanchard. Barry Windham came out, and then the puncher started to fly. The American Dream came out. And we said that last week that the NWA board of directors will be meeting to decide the fate of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I had a chance to go to the headquarters of the NWA. Uh, Iraq, you are, Tony, and meet they did, ladies and gentlemen. The National Wrestling Alliance board of directors did finally meet. They have finally come to a decision. And we're going to go now to the pre-recorded comments from the recent board of directors meeting held by the National Wrestling Alliance board of directors. Let's go now to the videotape. The board of directors for the National Wrestling Alliance have met regarding the Dusty Rhodes incident, and the following has been voted on by the board. 
Dusty Rhodes has been suspended from wrestling for 120 days throughout the world. The U.S. heavyweight title has also been stripped from Dusty Rhodes. This ruling was not a unanimous vote by the National Wrestling Alliance Board of Directors. Mr. Rhodes, do you have a statement to make at this time? <laughs> yes, I do. First of all, I want to apologize to the National Wrestling Alliance for the actions I took on TBS. Personally, I apologize to my good friend, Jim Crockett. But I will not apologize to you, J.J. Dillon, because in my life I've seen a lot of ups and downs because I go back to the point in time when my father passed away and my young son was born in the same days, the doors closed and doors opened for Dusty Rhodes. So 120 days, stud, I won't hold myself responsible for the actions that I take. And that's the bottom line. Well, here's Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, what a, what a... Well, Dusty Rhodes, stripped of the U.S. heavyweight title and obviously not in any mood to talk to us at this time, but hopefully some more will be coming out very soon. We'll be able to talk to him about what happened to the American dream Dusty Rhodes, formerly at this time the U.S. heavyweight champion. And Mr. Paul Bosch, it's good to see you, and I know it was a very stiff verdict. What exactly Tony, I've been in wrestling for 55 years, and I sat there taking notes in amazement. I can't ever recall having such a grinding feeling in my stomach at any decision that I have heard over the years. Now, I'm, I'm a friend of that man. I know him for years. I've trusted him. I've, I've been close to him. And I know one thing, that right here, this punishment is not not fitting the crime. I think that it's far too uh, harsh, far too severe, and I don't think enough went into it, and I don't think ever, I know everybody didn't agree with it. Right. I know that I didn't vote for it. Okay. Well, it was not a unanimous decision, as we heard before, but it was a decision. Mr. Paul Bosch rendering uh, his thoughts on exactly what happened here today at the headquarters of the National Wrestling Alliance, and Mr. Jim Crockett is with us. Mr. Crockett, some of your feelings of what happened in there today. I thought it was totally unjustified. I didn't vote for it, uh, but it was a majority vote, not unanimous. Okay. And I just have nothing else to say. Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Jim Crockett. Board of Governors of the NWA have rendered their decision at this time. Dusty Rhodes, stripped of the U.S. heavyweight title and also suspended from wrestling in the world from 120 days. I'm Tony Schiavone at the headquarters of the NWA. All right, Doc, your thoughts on Dusty being suspended for 120 days, and I wonder what the hell the Crockett's are going to do. Brett, why did they shoot this like a softcore, uh, hardcore 80s pornography movie? You mean the acting and... Jesus. <laughs> they were, sh I mean, it was terrible acting. They were shooting the camera angles around. It's like they were rushing it, huh? The camera angles around the room. They didn't even let it, it like, yeah. sink in and set. Like, look how quick they're going through everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I... Paul Bosch, they cut to him. That looked goofy. Did Dusty say in there somewhere that he's not going to take personal responsibility for his actions? Is that what he misspeak? <laughs> Something like that. Jesus. Good job, Dust. He didn't, he didn't what he did wasn't wrong. <laughs> right. Way to what make up said. for your made him make up for your crimes by not taking, you know, accountability for it. Uh this was weird. Uh 
I was sitting there counting people. First, where did they shoot this? Where was this shot? Hotel conference room? Well, boy, Paul Bosch's acting is terrible right there. Um, well, it's awful. I don't know if it's a hotel conference room. Man, it, it could have been at the studio. Could have that been, it room looks been a, like... That room looks like some room where a girl named Bambi would have been impaled on a 10-inch dick in 1987. Nice. Uh, come on. What? Oh. It's not my fault her daddy wasn't around. I just uh, want to watch been, it happen. No, I just want to watch it happen. Could have been a hotel room, but I don't know. It could have been at, it could have been at Techwood Drive and just one of the, one of the rooms there. You like watching white know, girls see, get nailed. Do you like watching white girls get nailed in porno or do you stay with the sisters? Uh I plead the fifth. Oh. You like guys, I got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh I'm trying to see what that sign says behind Tony. Does that look like uh something that would be in an office or it or... looks like something that would be in a pornography shoot. No, that the sign that that sign oh. it says conference room. So, yeah, probably a hotel or an office building of sorts. It could have been at Techwood. I don't know. I think we're spending too much time on that, though. Can you okay, stop so I was taking a sip right before you talk? Jesus Christ! Well, I was cl- I was clearing out my my vocal cords um, with sweet sweet pilsner. Uh, so if Bosch didn't vote for it and Crockett didn't vote for it, who the hell voted for it? Um, well, who else was in there? Garner, um, not Bosch, um, Burkholtz, Garner, Burkholtz, David Crockett was in there. Juster. Juster was in there, so... Uh, any combination of them or well, they would not have voted they would have they would have voted for the suspension okay let's be real he deserved to get suspended well and tony says that at the end 120 days in the world like okay so he can go wrestle on mars what he should have said anywhere in the world but shit happens. who cares <laughs> they had to get this belt off this guy somehow. That's the only way. The strap's gonna come off of him. Well, gotta... and part of this is I'm judging. I'm judging the this segment harshly based on what's about to happen in a few minutes. Well, and yeah, so I want to say something too. Dusty went from after Starcade retiring possibly remember that to now oh, yeah you had to go view his options and shit to now he got the strap the u.s one um still and he's now being suspended for 120 days for criminal activity because let's be real this was criminal activity i mean we got to call it what it was this was a criminal act but yeah we'll keep moving Paul Ellering slips right here. 
Um, and I want to play that. Uh, let's go to the Road Warriors here. Well, it's Ellering and Animal. Here it is. Fans with precious Paul Ellering and Animal, the Road Warriors. We just saw the videotape. I know a very close friend of the Road Warriors is one Dusty Rhodes. You know something, Tony Giovanni? Dusty, Lord, Dusty Rhodes' his wife and the way he grew up is very similar to that of mine at Hawks. He started out with nothing and he made himself one of the top names for years in our profession. And we've tried to do the same thing. Now, you know, the Warriors, we don't get close to nobody. But Dusty Rhodes is our six-man partner, so we've got like this. And what I think what the NWA done makes me sick. To come out here and have Tony Blanchard hit a defenseless guy who he knows is not even close to being 100% makes me sick. If it were me, Tony Blanchard, you'd be walking forward and get back for a year. Dusty Rhodes, anytime, any place, we can help you out. You just let me and my manager know. We'll do it. Come on, Paul. Well, no, Tony, the Midnight Rider, I was talking to him. He said to me, Paul, I can borrow it from Willie Nelson. From All right, I'll stop it there. Did you hear what he said? No. Ellering just said the Midnight Rider said to me, they haven't even introduced the Midnight Rider yet. Okay, so but we think that they present these episodes out of order. What do you mean they present them we, out of order? We think that they present these episodes out of order. I don't think this is the way it aired in, in the order it aired in on TBS. But hell, with the lack of logic going on in this part of at this episode, maybe it is. I I just I just caught that and it struck me by like whoa, and it could have been that you know they had intended on airing the Midnight Rider segment before Ellering said that because it, it's going to come up again, but it's after the Midnight Rider segment later on in the show. So anyway, right. I just wanted to mention that. So uh, Ellering talks for a while. Did you have anything from Ellering's portion of it? Man, he went on for a while. Dude, he talked for a long time, man. I mean. In fairness, they are the first winners of the cup, so they start. He starts talking about the cup and promoting that. But that was all I had from it. So, anything else from this doc? No. Nikita Koloff, uh, with hair, is back. And less and less of him. Yeah, he, you can really see the difference in his build and everything. Um, he does not look it, right with hair. Well, he just looks like a white dude from Minnesota. <laughs> Come on. Why does he got to be white? <laughs> exactly what he looks like. Why do you like, have man? to see color all the time? Because that's what he looks like, a white dude from Minnesota. So he he's like, Ryan. Dude, hey, hey, speaking of that, speaking of that, you were talking big about him six weeks ago about how you were going to grow out a Ric Flair mane of hair and take pictures and send it to me and Harper. And I have yet to see anything. Dude, it's too How's hot. How's your hair? Here. It's too hot. It's too it's too hot in this part of the country for hair, bro. Come on, man. That sounds like an excuse to me. You didn't fulfill you're just like Dusty and the JCP. You don't fulfill your stipulations. Okay, sure. Um, let's Nikita, show a little follow through next time, pal. 
as we see, Nikita defeats Ryan Wagner. If you're watching on Patreon with us, you can see what we're talking about with Nikita with the hair. That's at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. But Teddy Long is the referee for that match. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access to 200-plus Patreon-only episodes when you join there. All right. So, again, Nikita defeats Ryan Wagner. Tony and JR doing a match speculate on what will happen at the Crockett Cup since Dusty has been suspended for 120 days because I believe it was supposed to be Dusty and Nikita. Um, Nikita then goes into a promo, and he starts talking about it. At the end, he says he will decide next week what will happen at the Crockett Cup since Dusty can't compete. And then he tells Gary Hart to shut his trap, and that's all I really had from it because Nikita is winded. Doc, your thoughts? I had no thoughts. He said Chitoa <laughs> in the middle of there, but whatever. It was like a 30-second promo, to be honest with you. He really didn't say anything other than the fact that next week he's going to figure out what's going to happen with Dusty since Dusty's now suspended, but it's neither here nor there. All right, so we keep going. Doc, I, for whatever reason, do not have good notes on Barry and Lex, and I don't know why. Um, may I ask you, as I'm queuing it up, do you have anything from Larry and, I'm sorry, Larry, Lex and Barry? No, basically what happens here is that uh, Lex comes out and says he gets too excited every week and steps all over Barry. So this week he's going to let Barry talk and then Barry says kind of nothing. And then Lex is like, see, and then takes off his shirt and that's the end of it. So do you think they were they did it like that to like maybe tease some friction cuz I didn't take it that what, way. What what kind what kind of friction could there possibly be? They're the champs. Well no, what I'm asking like it would if if it was if they did try to do it to be a tease, it was very very subtle and not enough that I guess anybody would have picked up on back then. But do you do you think that's what they were doing? I didn't think so. I didn't think so either here, but I mean, 504 Saints, pal. Tell them what you think. Well, I, I mean, I don't know, man. It just, let's it was fill just... up that inbox. Let's fill up that inbox, dogaholics. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I didn't think nothing of it. I mean, it was just Barry. They He finally turns it over to Barry. Barry talks for a little while, literally doesn't say anything much of anything. And then they throw it back to Lex where Lex starts flexing and he takes his shirt off and that right shit. i just told you all that jesus <laughs> christ come on dude you just want to give me a hard time today huh i do all it's right. been on my mind all day lex wasn't sweating though look he's kind of dry he had a little he had a little glisten there but for the most part yeah he was uh like he used some baby powder or something there they Good throw it to a they throw it to a vignette right after their promo with magnum and the midnight rider who is "Quote unquote new to the NWA." So quickly, did you have problems with that audio? Yeah, it, you know what's you know what the problem is, right? It's fucked up. That's the problem. No. So on the real version of this, because I saw this in Mid South, Bill Watts, well, they overlay the Midnight Rider song. Over the the original, so they, spent, they ruined the promo. They ruined the promo by cutting in over it, so that they wouldn't have to pay anybody. They're well, so cheap right. that they'll ruin it, so that they don't have to pay. I got you. So the right, the original promo has the Midnight Riders. Gotta have the IP, pal. And what they have to do is they have to 
they have because they can't remove the audio because the audio Dusty's audio and the music is all one track. So they can't remove it. So what they do is they overlay some generic bull crap over it. Yeah. And the problem yeah. with doing that is it drowns out the original audio, which is Dusty talking. So you literally you can't you can't hear anything Dusty's saying. It's just him mm-hmm. talking Magnum by a Dusty. It's Midnight Rider and Magnum by a, by a you know fire, and it drowns out almost everything Dusty's saying. So, if you're wondering why we're not this talking world about was it, that's a, why. Wait, this world was a lot better when wrestling could just trample over music copyright law. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. I'm, I'm a big patron of the arts, and I and I want musicians to get paid. But this world was a lot better when you could just have some real music in this shit and Jim Johnson didn't have a job. You know what's funny, man, is um, and Arn and Tully are about to defeat Kendall Wyndham and Mike Jackson in the next matches that promo wraps up that we're watching um, right here. But you know what's funny is um, I was I was listening to, I remember Corny talking about this on like a Jim Cornette experience or a drive-thru a long time ago and he was talking about how, you know, Rick Rubin obviously was the man behind Smoky Mountain Wrestling, the money at least, and Corny had asked Rick Rubin about that. He was like, well, what about music? You know, you're in the music industry. What what, if, what about this music we're using for these instrument songs and stuff? And Corny claims Rick Rubin told him, eh, just keep using it until they say something. <laughs> Things that wouldn't be said in 2019, that's right. for sure. Right. So he was like, ah, oh, just keep using it until they say something. And that's what they did. And, and Corny, if you listen to him, nobody ever told him anything because, I mean, they pretty much used music from you know think of the rock and rolls music think of tracy's music think of the gangsters music i mean they pretty much used all kind of genres of music and it was it was those original artists and it's still on that on the youtube channel for the people who like the episodes on youtube still use that music so um good luck when they finally upload all that to smoky mountain wrestling it's going to sound a lot different i can tell you that now but anyway yeah so no i just wanted to point that out so any other thoughts on the midnight rider though doc I don't like, I like the way I've been watching. I mean, I've been listening to this, the mid South review cause I got nothing else better to do with my life and y'all are covering stagger Lee. And I kind of like the way that was done. This just seems kind of half-assed and it's not the first time he's done it. And I think it was done better in Florida. Did the Crockett's buy Florida? Is that what happened? They didn't well, buy me, Florida. Oh, wait, that's Lance me, that doesn't know his history. Let me ask you a question. Stop bagging on Lance for a second. Had Touch. you seen? Had you seen? I know they did it in Florida, but I'm I, and I know you know that. Had you seen this angle done anywhere before this? Florida. Okay. I've seen some tapes of that, and I had the PWIs when it was going on. So, you know, that's a journalistic uh, magazine. So, yeah. No, I'm this just, just I'm, seems hokey and bullshit in '88. That's what I'm saying. Heavy. My problem with it, not that you asked, but I'm going to tell you, is... Is that I had, Dusty's inserted himself right back up at the top without a break? Well, my biggest problem right now is I had seen the Stagger Lee angle, which is, for the most part, similar to this. Different different circumstances in the way they got to it, but still the same thing. You put a mask on the, on the popular baby face. I had then seen Bill Watts be the Midnight Rider in Mid South because they do the, they do the angle there, 
I hadn't seen the Florida angle with Dusty. But then I see this. So this is the third time I've seen this. It's never going to have the same effect because you've seen it so many times. And it's so hokey nowadays that if you actually did this angle today, it would make the person that you put the mask on basically a heel. They did that with Hogan a few years ago when he came out and he was Mr. America. They tried now, this shit. That was just hokey, though, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was, it was Vince, wasn't it? Well, yeah. That's the biggest problem I see about this whole episode is I see a bunch of we're going to try to be WWE and they don't know how. With the Midnight Rider thing? With that piece of it tied to the suspension and that damn board of directors shit that was acting and hokey, it's like, man, how about somebody just kick somebody's ass? How about that? That was cool when that happened, but I don't know. I don't think they would be in WWF. Like, I just think it was just hokey and it had been done too many times before elsewhere. Well, one thing we can agree on is that it was hokey. It was hokey. The Midnight Rider was hokey. And I actually do want to hear from people on Twitter and on Facebook if they agreed at this point in time in 1988. I'm not talking about in Florida. I'm not talking about Watson Mid-South doing Midnight Rider. I'm talking about in 1988. Uh, ben, I know you're out there. You're on the page. I know plenty of people who are diehard JCP folks out there. Chris Browning. So many of you out there. I'll forget names, so I'm sorry if I missed you. But I want to know. Did you think this was some hokey bull crap, some some horse shit, or you were like, nah, this is cool. Let's roll with it. So there you go. All right, we'll keep going. Uh, well, and, and you, we would have all given it a better grade back then than we would today. We're grading it harder today than we would have back then, no matter what anybody says. Well, I'm grading it harder in plus, like I told you, it's the third time I've seen it. Okay. So, so the third time you saw pussy, you didn't want to fuck it? That's a different animal altogether. <laughs> it's a kitty cat. I know. Meow. The power of the taco, pal. God. What what kind of horse shit is that? I, that's not classy. I don't know, but Sasha's on the other side of his door. She's laughing, so she she knows. What is she drinking? Is she drinking is she drinking some oatmeal cookie vodka or some shit? What are, you, what are you talking about? Uh-oh, here comes LaFonda. She must have heard the call. She must have heard the call for the... <laughs> now i got kids the... in here, too. Hold on. i got to hit mute. I'm getting descended upon here, pal. All right, I'm going to cut to the promo since you're doing that and you can't talk. We got we got coming out here, Arn Tully and JJ, and JJ is fantastic. Here it is. Hey, hey. The think, four horsemen. I think, what? I think they figured out we were having fun. Oh, of course. So they're going to come in and take a dump on it. So let's go to the horseman now with JJ. It's going to happen. First of all, ladies, it's Friday night, April the 22nd. Let's not be talking about dates. Let's talk about the issue at hand. Just about the time that I think justice has finally prevailed. I've got a little confidence back in our judicial system. I have to look at this blatant miscarriage of justice because that's exactly what it is. How can you stand out here with a straight face and look at the same monitor that I'm looking at seeing this person called the Midnight Rider knowing wholeheartedly that it's none other than the American Dream Dusty Rhodes who is supposed to be under suspension for 120 days. How do you know that? How do, How do I you know, know it? I'm not blind and I spent a fortune on these glasses. 
That's how I know it. I know that man inside and out. And you may be an idiot, though I've always had a lot of respect for you, but I can't help but believe that any one member of the board of directors, if they sat and looked at that tape, would have to choke on their coffee because it's so obvious who it is. So if I gotta get back to the boardroom, if I've gotta get some copies of this videotape and send them to every member and say, take a good look at it, Dusty Rhodes went over the line. He cracked. He took a baseball bat and hit official of the NWA. That's the bottom line. Suspended for 120 days and just about the time we're willing and ready to celebrate this moment before the champagne pain is even had time to get cold. I have to look at a monitor and see this Midnight Rider. Well, something is going to be done about it. You got something to say about this? You generally yeah, I got wanna... something to say. It's more a case of Molly Collin Rhodes, and he makes too much money to be Molly Collin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the horsemen are quite upset of the appearance of the Midnight Rider, and you'll see Sting right after we come back. Doc, tell me what JJ's lying again. Man, JJ's out there saying, like, look, I'm desperate here. I made a deal with the horseman that we get rid of Dusty, and if we don't get rid of Dusty, I'm going to go back to managing Ron Bass and Black Bart, and I can't have that shit, so we got to get this thing fucking figured out. JJ. I, he has a legitimate beef. What's wrong? I mean, of course. Well, he said, how do you sit there and look at the same monitor and not realize that's the Midnight Rider? And JR says, how do you know that it's Dusty? <laughs> these faces are protecting Dusty's ass, man. That's all I'm saying. All right. Any other thought? I thought JJ was really good there because he's he's hot. He is pissed off. He he literally has gone from zero to to to, to ninety miles an hour in a matter of you know a couple of segments. He he saw Dusty get suspended, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he, he's like, "Wait a second, dude! You don't put a you don't put a mask on and come back like that." So anyway, JJ was gold. Uh, any other thoughts before we go to Sting? The horsemen can smell bullshit when they see it. I agree. So, Where's he lying? He's not lying. Sting defeats, they call this guy the Destroyer. Um, any thoughts on Sting right here? Hmm. The match was mercifully short, and the promo was... Terrible. <laughs> you didn't like the. He's promo. gonna get all that money and buy. He's gonna get all that money and buy a party. You didn't. You didn't like the promo. <laughs> I gotta play part of it. Here it is. It mean one of two things, in my opinion. Number one, it can mean the heavyweight championship of the world. Or number two, with your partner Ron Garvin, it can mean one million dollars. What? That's a lot of money. Speaking of our million dollars, I'll admit it. I'm the first to admit it. I'm just a little bit, maybe a lot off the wall. I can think of so many unnecessary ways to spend a million bucks. Maybe I'll just buy a big party for people like this and people out there. Who knows? Ronnie Garvin. Oh, yeah. To he, he To hey, hey. You may what? not understand that yet, but you will. That's Ronnie Garvin language. And just like Ric Flair is styling and profiling, I'll be, catch this. And profiling, you see, that's a profile right there, and oh, that's a howl right there, Rossi. 
A million dollars. I may even feel good enough to buy J.J. Dillon a whole case of Ripple. He don't drink champagne, it's Ripple. I'm gonna ask you one question. We heard about Dusty Rhodes suspension, 120 days. What are your thoughts on the NWA's action? My thoughts on that are Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, handled it just perfectly. Except he didn't hurt Tully bad enough with that bat. I would have done it just the same way, definitely. So, Dusty Rhodes, if I had it to do again, I'd do it just like that. Woo! Any other questions? No, I think you've covered them all. <laughs> Have I covered it all? Are you sure? I think so. You're positive. Yes. And ladies and Well, then I'll see you later. Okay, thank you, sir. Oh! We'll be back. Okay, Rusty, we'll see you. With Nature Boy, Ric Flair, <laughs> the, the man with a handsome yeah, dog, Ron Garvin. Don't too. you go away. <laughs> Sting and I and Tony Schiavone will be right back. Catch you later. <laughs> okay, Doc. Okay. <laughs> He's that guy. He's that guy at the party who won't leave when it's time when the party's over and he your house it's at your house and he's like, So what what, what are we gonna do next? No, bruh, you gotta go. Right. Man, you, you think this is where the Crockett's had all the money printers delivered after the cash and they were the the clash and they were about to get delivered and then they saw this this uh promo and went, Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, it was so funny, man. At the end, he wouldn't let Jr. throw it to commercial. <laughs> he, kept, he kept like messing him up. That's what was so great. That's what I was laughing at. I couldn't wait to it. I, I mean, literally, I couldn't wait to get to the end of it because of that. Mm-hmm. I could wait. I mean, I couldn't wait to get to the end of it either. But well, I tell you what, Doc, we'll raise it up a notch. We'll go to Ric Flair. Rick comes out right after as they come back from commercial. And uh, Rick's gonna cut his uh, gonna cut another good one. Here it is. There's your symbol, and ladies and gentlemen, the man is here. We're talking about the heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy Rick Flair. As you've seen in our program, a lot is going on. My, my good man in the NW. All right, let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at the real world. A big time business. That's the world. There's none of this. It's just this. <laughs> when you're the best. And we all know who the best is. You don't have to walk out here half naked. You stand here looking like what you are, a major executive in the biggest organization in professional sports, Jim Crockett Promotions. And the 23rd of this month, the Crockett Cup, the 22nd and the 23rd, the best wrestlers in our sport believe me i'm going to be competing for one million dollars that's my kind of prize money that is jim crockett senior memorial cup money the biggest money in our sport and by now we have for sure established the supremacy of the national wrestling alliance now dusty Rhodes. On a very personal note, Big Dust, I've told James J. Dillon, I've told my attorneys, I've told Jim Crockett himself, you're a fool of nobody, pal. And believe me, I want you out of here worse than anybody, because when you're gone, I'll be number one. How about that, Tony Schiavone? 
You'll be just done to me. I'll be number one. Dusty Rhodes, you will be exposed. We know what you're doing, and you'll be gone. Nikita Koloff, Steve Williams, the challengers, Sting, Luger, Barry Windham. You guys are, you guys are, in my estimation, the best in this sport. But to walk that out and get in the ring, woo, with the best wrestler in the world. And to think that there's any chance a victory for yourself is ludicrous, it's ridiculous. I will be your world champion. I will be the franchise until I decide to jump out of these custom-made clothes, until I decide to quit styling and profiling, until I decide to push all the women aside, and God only knows, I've got a thousand years left in me. I'm the best there is, the National Wrestling Alliance. And he's the one and only, the nature boy, Ric Flair. All right, fans, go back to the ring. All right, Doc, what do you think about old Nate right there? Well, he's a bright spot on this episode, but I had a problem with something he said because he's like, with big dust out of the way, I'll be number one. Pal, you're the champ. You already are number one. I didn't like that. Other than that, it was great. I love when he said the only way he loses is when he decides to step away from it all. Didn't he say that last week, too? Yeah, he kind of said... Well, he... I don't remember the exact words he said, but it was something like, the only way I'll ever lose is when I decide. <laughs> it's almost like he was just saying, yeah, I'll decide to lay my shoulders down whenever I want to. Until then, I'm calling the shots and booking this territory. Of course and just like just like that, we saw maybe one of the quickest Ronnie Garvin matches ever where he beat Bob surprised Emory even in, in and Tony who were like, that was merciful. See, that's what you get on these episodes that were like an hour long and no more. You you get you get a Ronnie Garvin match like this. It's like he's like, eh, I don't feel like stretching nobody today. I'm just gonna go out there and, and beat the piss out of you know somebody in in under a minute. So yeah. that's what that was. All right. So Jim Crocker Jr. is coming out, and then Cornette comes in a minute into it and interrupts him. So let's play that. Go to that right here. Unless you had something else from Rick or, or Garvin. No. No. All right. Let's keep going. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to World Championship Wrestling. It's my pleasure to have Jim Crockett Jr. out here. And Mr. Crockett, we have had a lot of big news in the, in the last uh, hour or so, and especially surrounding the suspension of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. That has really made some repercussions that fans are going to hear around the country. Well, the suspension of Dusty Rhodes is, uh, takes effect April the 16th. His last wrestling day will be in the Boston Guards April the 15th. And... By taking effect April 16th, uh, that sort of upsets. Uh, we only have 23 teams now for the uh, Crockett Cup for Greenville and Greensboro. We have given Nikita Koloff the option of selecting a partner of his choice for the Cup, and he said by next week he will make that decision. But April 16th will, is when the suspension takes place, which means Dusty can wrestle in Boston, but all these other dates after that, he can't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you hear from Jim Crockett Jr., Mr. Crockett, Nikita Koloff. Hopefully we'll have a decision next week. Next seven days, that's a big decision for him. He's, he, he can either get another partner and go for the million dollars one more time, or he has another big opportunity ahead of him. Well, he said he will make that decision by next week. Hey, 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 thank you very much. Yes, sir, thank you very much. And, I'm yes, getting out of here. I'm sick and tired of 
what Dusty Rhodes did, and we all thought he should have been suspended, he should have been stripped of the title. I was glad it happened, but then they show this Midnight Rider tape. Ray Charles knows who that is. He can see it plain as day. Well, let me tell you something. I heard that Dusty Rhodes' last night is going to be April 15th in Boston. Well, we're going to be there in the Boston Garden, and that will be Dusty Rhodes' last night on April 15th if we got anything to do about it, and then... We're going to be wrestling the Fantastics that night in Boston, as we are all across the country. And let me tell you something, Fantastics, and I want you to get this through your head. It's going to be a real popping good time. You see, Tommy Rogers, Bobby Fuller, they've been going all around telling a tale of sorrow and woe. Tommy Rogers is heartbroken because he was laying there on the floor in Greensboro. He was beat up. He couldn't get back in the ring. He had to watch his best friend get whipped with a leather belt, brother. And Bobby Fuller. He's crying the blues, bringing a tear to a glass eye because his mother, his father, his cousins, aunts and uncles, his whole family got together in the living room of his mama's house to watch their boy's national TV debut. And they watched him get whipped like the dog that he is right there on national TV. You know, you know what I'd like to do, don't you? You know what I'd love to do? I'd like to get your mother, Bobby Fulton. I'd like to get your mother and stretch her out and whip that old hag. I'd like to whip your fans, Fantastics. All these idiots that love you and want to kiss on you. I'd like to whip every one of them. But we don't have time to do that. So we're going to whip you, Fantastics. Every arena all across this country, we're going to take this belt. And we're going to peel a hide off your back. I'm fired up. So what you better do, Fantastics, back up the bow ties, back up the tuxedos. Kiss your fans goodbye and get the hell out of the NWA while you still can. All right, that's quite enough from those guys. Jim Cornette, he deserves a lashing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the ring. One second, Doc. Let me, uh, had to restart the Patreon episode. What did you think of Stan right there? My note here was Stan was looking ridiculous from beginning to end. Jeez. You want to explain what he's looking like there? Well, I need, I need some, I need, I need some help from you for for the jacket. Um, this would be great for Harper to explain, but he's not here. What do you, what do you call that jacket? Like, what I mean, that... I don't know. We do need Harper, but whatever it is, is unzipped way low so that you can see the circle necklace that he's got on. So, dude, he looks like a piece of he looks like a piece of trash. Nineteen eighty eight style. Come on, dude, he is ready to bang. Whatever broad he's got, and he could be—he's—he's he's having fun, but he's like, "Come on, Jimmy, wrap this up." He's got purple shades on, a medallion style. I hope you're watching on Patreon because he's got a medallion type necklace on, a little medallion, and maybe a size of a quarter on its on his, and he's got the jacket zipped all the way down to the belly button area, and he's got the chest hair. It's. He's it's just such shithead looking Stan Lane. You then man, you got fucking you got Corny out there talking about the Fantastics being Jesus. Like they're taking whippings for your for their fans, you know, so they don't have to sacrifice it and shit. He said he wanted to whip their mom. <laughs> Look at Corny's face right there. Can you see that? I know you're looking on your phone. Yeah, cor- yeah, I got, I got it. Corny is man. Corny's fired. This feud's got Corny fired up. Yeah, he's fired up. But Stan Lane scored without the ball as he looks glorious. Look at that smile, mullet. that grin. Yeah, that's funny. I'll give you that, Jimmy. 
All right, yeah. that's a little funny, but I'm trying to I'm trying to look for bitches here. So shut yeah, up. Yeah, man, this is this is ridiculous. This is very very ridiculous. I wish I wish we knew what Stanley did in the 30 minutes prior to and after this interview. Right. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> huh. He's so, oh, he, he, look at him. He's looking at the brawls. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. How, how, you, how you ladies doing? How y'all ladies doing over there? All right. We go from that to, uh, well, did you have anything else from Cornette right there? I thought he was fired up and he was having Corn, Yeah. Corny wants to whip fans and moms and just whip people. Yeah. He, he's, he said, I'd like to get your mother, Bobby Fulton, and whip that old hag. I mean, Stretch God, her out. Well, stretch her out and whip that old hag. The other line was, uh, Ray Ch- cool. he said, Ray Charles can see who the Midnight Rider is, which I thought that was good, too. So, Moving along, though, we got the Varsity Club, which is uh, Sullivan and Rotunda are in the ring, actually, wrestling, versus El Negro and Tony Bowen. Uh, Sullivan and Rotunda don't wait for the bell to ring. They go on the attack, as Kevin Sullivan would do in Smoky Mountain Wrestling and beating hell out of these guys. Uh, it doesn't take long, less than a minute. Varsity Club wins. Doc, anything from this? This was great, man. They were they were really uh, they were really on it. Uh, they're a force to be reckoned with, and and you get a short match here because everybody's working short matches. If you haven't noticed in that hour, but uh, you're going to get a nice promo here. Hey, speaking of the yeah. way Sullivan just penned this dude, I don't know if you noticed, but not only did Ron Garvin knock that dude out earlier, but he also didn't chin nut him either. Sure didn't. It's like it's like these guys were getting in the ring. It was like, all right, we gotta get out of here. Let's let's. We let's, got a trip. We got now. a trip to make tonight. Braves are on. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, and um, I'm gonna feel the same way when it comes to their rating, but we'll get there in a second. Yeah, we'll get there shortly. We do have a good promo coming up, so. Uh, as soon as it gets to it, I'm waiting for it to advance. We're going to go to the Varsity Club uh, with Kevin Sullivan. And, uh, I don't know, Kevin kind of breaks kayfabe here, man, if you ask me. But <laughs> mm. here it is. Sullivan, I know you saw the right. tape. Okay. Nobody understands the seriousness of this situation except maybe James Dillon and myself. Because, you see, I was there when the American dream became the Midnight Rider for the first time. When he saddled that demon horse and rode out of Diablo Canyon. You see, I am the sole survivor. I watched night after night as the purple haze was carried out on a stretcher with a broken arm. Kendo Nagasaki, three broken vertebrae. Molokai, his wrestling career finished. Angelo Mosca, all pro in Canada, broken collarbone, career over. What we're getting to is now the dark side of Dusty Rhodes. You see, I hate everybody, but people are talking about what he did to Tully. What Dusty Rhodes did to Tully is nothing compared to the darkness of the Midnight Rider. You see, nobody is safe. I have said I don't like the horsemen, I don't like Cornette and his group. But I'll tell you what, gentlemen, I know the seriousness of this. If we don't join and band together now, he's going to pick us off one by one by one. And believe me, it will be a worse beating than he gave Telly Blanchett. Let's go to the ring, fans. 
Thoughts on Sullivan right there, Doc? I thought he was really good. I'd hate everybody. And then he started talking about people from other promotions in the past that you don't see on their TV, which I like. And again, that's what happened, right? Yeah. You see, I was there the first time the American Dream became the Midnight Rider. The first time we saw this tired-ass gimmick. <laughs> like, damn, Sullivan. You went there, huh? Oh, shit. That was good. Mm-hmm. We go then to yeah, the Powers of Pain, where Dick Murdoch is now with them. We got the Warlord and Barbarian. They defeat Larry Davis, the Italian Stallion, and Tony Suber. I don't have anything from it, Doc. Did you? No, I like the fact that they were talking about, you know, what... He, Murdoch is a mercenary, and he was with Corny last time we saw him, and now he's with Paul Jones. So that's how they explain that, and at least they did. But if if the Barbarian and Warlord aren't in there with the Road Warriors in that angle, I'm not real interested. Well, it's not just that. I don't mind the explanation about Murdoch, but Ivan is one of the members of the Six Man Champs. He what? Wh- why is he not with them wrestling this match? Maybe he had to be at home to attend to a personal matter. Everything was airtight back then, brother. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't have anything from it. Uh, nothing better Nothing better than good old day syndrome to make me think, oh, boy. Yeah, you know. You know what I mean. Um, What does Sullivan say? The grass was greener. The beer was colder. The women were hotter. No, no, and no. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts if today, on that? Here, let me let me let me let me give you a, a docism. If today ain't the best day of your life, you're doing something wrong. How about that? I mean, I liked '80s wrestling, but I mean, I ain't trying to go back to the '80s, bro. We ain't doing uh, no, that back no, then. No. <laughs> it's too much stuff that was different. All right. Any other thoughts on this match? No, not really. No, no, no. So after the match, they go to a promo. It is uh, Paul Jones, um, the Barbarian, Warlord, Murdoch, and, you know, uh, I don't have anything from it. That's what I thought about that one. Well, I tell you what, then, since um, that, and, and I mean, I'm not trying to send this off on a low note, but that is literally how the episode ends. So what are you going to do? Sure was. Okay, so... I've mentioned you guys a couple of times, and as the people may or may not know, you can be found on the Mid-South Review Show with the great Brian Last over on the Arcadian Vanguard Network. And I was listening to y'all today, actually, and one of the things that you said actually made a little bit of sense. So I'm hoping, I think there's actually hope for you. It was that not every show can be great, and you can't just be going at it balls out all the time, because then you're hot shot in the territory. I think that's the, what this is. I I was I was thankful that this bullshit only was sixty five minutes, man, because I did not care for this episode. I feel like I'm being generous here, and I'm going to say a B minus. Um, I give it a B. Yeah, I give it a B. I mean. I still prefer it over current stuff, but you know you got to be honest. Oh, I watched SmackDown. Le- I watched SmackDown last night. Let me tell you, I'd watch this on a loop compared to watching that bullshit. Yeah, I give it a B. So then, who are you going to give your Rolex to? 
Well, I went first on the roll. I mean, on the rating. So maybe you should go first on the Rolex. All right. So before I do that, I'm a patron. I already know. I already know who you're. I would love to tell you who you're going to pick, but I can't because then you would just pick somebody different. Okay. But I know who you're. Okay. Pick. But I know. Become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. It is a great way to support this show. And you also get a ton of extra bonus content in doing so. So, again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Also, if we, get, if, we can ever get, if we can ever get done with Smoky Mountain, we're going to have all kinds of crazy content up there on that Patreon network. I'm telling you. Well, we'll have more time because we won't be doing another additional show every single week. But uh, That's right. This is, it'll never be this good again. Yeah. So, um, but anyway. Uh, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And then remember, please, please use the Amazon referral link, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. I want to thank everyone who used it for Prime Day. Uh, it was a great success. So thank you very much and continue to use it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book, Pimmy Pimmy. Go buy anything and everything off of Amazon. Great way to support this show. Uh, on an ongoing basis. So thank you very much if you already use it. And give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Uh, you said you think you know who I'm going to give it to. I mean, so it would be easy to give it to Rick, but I got to give it to JJ for his performance because he was like, this I knew is it. bullshit. At the end of the day, JJ was like, this is bull. This is bull. We got rid of this dude. This is how y'all going to play this thing now? JJ gets it. I knew it. Who are you giving yours to? JJ was in the final two, I got to tell you. But I'm going to go in a different direction. And I'm going to say Kevin Sullivan gets it for that promo at the end. Hmm. Interesting. He Interesting. hates everybody. Well, he does. Hate he was telling you this gimmick, this, this recycled bullshit gimmick. <laughs> he uh. sure did. Yes, I was, I was there the first time the American dream became the midnight rider. All right. <laughs> what do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia, Doc? I don't know, but this week at work you said, man, the spot monks are out of control. And I told you to go tell them what, they, what do they do to monkeys in Malaysia See somebody say somebody posted on the Facebook group. It was an article like from the onion or one of those satire like sites. And, and normally I really don't pop on some of those things. Cause they're just kind of like dumb. But the, um, the article was about monkeys in Malaysia. <laughs> oh, uh, some bull crap <laughs> about monkeys in Malaysia. So that popped me. But anyway, um, yeah, man, this is, uh, Sullivan is always on time. All right, man, before we get out of here, a couple of quick things. First off, go check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Monis, Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. They promote us. So please support them. They talk about us every week and then they do some good stuff. They actually had ROH's Todd Sinclair, the referee on this week. And he told some really, really cool ROH stories from the past. So go check it out. Again, it's the wrestling podcast about nothing with Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett every single Monday. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Bod Podcast, run by Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. So check them out. Uh, give them a listen. They support us, so please support them. 
And then lastly, I want to throw it at Doc and ask him if he's got anything else before we get out of here on what is uh, looking like a much shorter show than usual. What the hell? Not only is it shorter, um, you know, we missed Harper. We're not going to lie, man. There's, there's, there, he brings a special something to the show in the extra level of shenanigans. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, you never know what you're going to get. But we're, I feel Mike and I are blessed right now because we got this done, thing done quickly. And, and we are done a full 50 minutes before we normally starting. Think how drunk I can get tonight now. Real quick, too, I just want to say something. Think how drunk you can get. I have a lot of a lot of times people go, "Oh man, you know, um, if Harper couldn't make it today, why why didn't y'all ju- why just don't y'all don't do it tomorrow and you know have him do it then?" Okay. I don't think people. I don't think. Well, no, no, hold on. I don't think people realize, and I'm not. I'm not trying to cut a promo. I'm just trying to like you know. Hold me back, son. Hold me back. Well, if it doesn't happen tonight, it's the next window of opportunity is a week from now. <laughs> So you're not going to get a show for well, a week. You got, you got to you got to realize this. Mike is recording a world class episode. He's also recording a mid south episode. This episode, two Smoky Mountains. Then you got to edit all that stuff. This w- I'm going to shoot here. This would have been a lot easier episode and more fun to do for me if Harper would have been here because the the show itself was a little lame. Like for the clash, we did it without, him, and that was fine because it was top shelf awesome. But this was a little bit harder, so we need a little bit more shenanigans, and that's usually where Harper fills it in. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. All you people that hated me for so long, and I don't know why, but you did, I can do what Doc does. This shit is harder than it looks. We just make it look easy. We're like a duck. On the top of the water, it's just floating along, but underneath, its legs are kicking real fast. So that's We make it look easy, but that doesn't mean it is easy. Uh, kind of like the way T-Rex arms are flinging around. He's hey, I miss him, man. He's gone. He's out of the there. Lot. See ya. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, I miss him, man. <laughs> All right. Well, man, if, if you don't, if we don't have anything else to uh, get out of here, Mike, and it doesn't sound like you, that you do, I'm going to let you have the treat and the honor here. Mike, can you hit us with the tagline and get us on home? I sure can. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here, I want to shout out a couple of people, friends of the show. Also want to shout out some Patreon members and thank them for their patronage. Uh, before I do all that, like I said, a couple of friends of the show and podcasts that we hope you support. Check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with Brian Malonis from ROH and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Monday mornings, the show is dropped. They talk current and classic wrestling, along with some indie stuff, too. But it's a good show. They're friends of mine. So please support them because they support us. Also, check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, definitely more professional than we are. Thank you, Joe and Quinn, for all of your plugs. We appreciate it. Also, check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do their show. I believe their shows are dropping on Wednesdays these days. I keep forgetting, but uh, they're basically breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out Mike and JV as they do their thing. Great show. And also Mike and JV do the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed at the $5 level. So good guys doing some good work, and I appreciate it, Mike and JV. Thank you for all of your support. And like I said, I want to thank all the Patreon members out there for their support and patronage. We really appreciate it. We do two shows a week that are free. And then in addition to that, we do more because of you guys. And we appreciate that. So thanks for supporting this show. Uh, it's definitely a great thing that you do for us and, and supporting us. I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm eternally grateful for all the patrons we have. And as I'm talking about being eternally grateful, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons. Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunyfen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. Keep cutting them promos, kid. I know you would love when I say that. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, at Ryan in Auburn, that is, on Twitter. Good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, T-Hog94, and God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. That list is getting longer and longer, and I appreciate it. Thank you for your patronage, and thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons and supporting this show and everything we do. That's all I got. Thank you again, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day and week and whenever or month or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you very much. And like Harper always says before we get out of here, book it, bitch.